Right, welcome to A Pie with Shoney B. This is a experimental episode. Um, I've just turned 51 and I decided to go on a tour of my homeland with my best friend and partner. Those of you who know me and who have listened to the show before will know her as the Don. Hello, the Don. Hello. We've been kind of driving around Ireland for the last uh, five or six days, uh, and I've had my birthday. And it's our national tour, Johnny. It's our national tour. Yeah, it's a national tour of Ireland, an international tour of Ireland. Anyway, we're in the Harbour Hotel in Go. We've just been out. We're a bit drunk. We're out on the piss, as we have been nearly every night for the last six nights. And we thought we would do this as a sort of experimental podcast because we've we've seen a lot of things, haven't we? I've seen things, yeah. Some good, some bad. We've also been kind of wandering around and going, oh, we could live here. And then two hours later going, no, we fucking couldn't. <laughs> no, yeah, we so fucking couldn't. <laughs> it's kind of 51 and I, Dublin has got really expensive. And we've been kind of looking. The Don has two kids, so we're kind of stuck in Dublin for the foreseeable. But we're we're dreaming. Ergo, this thing. We're, we're kind of toying with an idea. One of the things we're toying with is we're going to just drink a bottle of something when we have these chats. And what have you brought with you today for us to drink? Today, Oyster Bay, Sauvignon Blanc from New Zealand. It's kind of a dupe for Freeman's Bay, which is from Aldi, except about five euro more expensive. So well, that was only 10 euro in Centra. Was it only 10 yeah, euro? Fuck off. For Centra as well. I know, but still. For Centra La Hinge. But even at that, knocked off price at 10, whatever it was. What did we learn about the 99s? So those overseas listeners, one of the things we're talking about is trying to give an outsider's view of what it's really like to be in Ireland, right? Because there's loads of Americans around at the moment because we're in the middle of the summer and they all come over and we take their dollar and we doff their cap. Donald Trump has a hotel in Doombeg, right? Yeah. And he came over. His golf resort. He was coming over to stay in his own golf hotel. Was it or wasn't it though? Because his nibs, Leo had agreed no, but to come down, but he wouldn't meet him. Yeah, but you can't know. go. Oh, but look, everybody else was a bit like, "Well, fuck him." I'd say if the head of Cameroon arrived into Cork Airport, Leo go down and say hello to him. You know? Quite possibly, he's over that way. President Ngubi from Cameroon. Essentially, everybody. You know when you say. I wouldn't go and see them if they were playing in my back garden. Everyone was like that about Donald Trump. Like, just let's just turn the back. Like, fuck him. Doonbeg did not have that approach. So Doonbeg is on the west coast of Ireland. And it's a fucking... Is it a shithole? No, it's probably not. Nice, it is a shithole. It's very nice. But they acted like fuckwits, didn't they? They yeah. took the soup. They acted Explain like... to our overseas listeners what taking the soup means. I don't, where do we even begin with that? Well, it's, it's famine. So, well, so there was this thing that people like to call a famine, and and I don't call it a famine. It's like ethnic cleansing. But that's because you have eating disorders. You probably would have. You do. You would have loved living. I would have been great in the famine. I would have been yeah. heroin chic. You would have been Fuck going. all. Day forty six water cleanse. Yeah. Hey, look at my ribs. <laughs> my sternum is just. Look at my. 
Look at my hip bones and ribs, the way they protrude like a ride. Excuse me, my hip bones did. You would have loved it. They did protrude and they were fucking lovely. Yeah, but yeah. you would have loved the famine. No, because everyone would be like that then. No, because in your house they would have gone, well, we don't need to feed Darren because she's... You but know, then I wouldn't get they attention. They would have given, no, you Should would have given your... There's no point in that. If you can't get you attention, You would have given the rest of your family point. your food quotient. No, I, I don't <laughs> like my family that much. You do, because it was more. It would have been more important to look slim. If everyone is really skinny, you look kind of fat, right? Even if you're skinny. <laughs> I know. So if everyone is skinny, you'd be still going fucking gonna get those. I know, but like I was never one for looking skinny so much as I was one for just trolling people and... Oh, how's there? No, she's not well. She's dying now. She's dead. She's dead. Look at her. So anyway, Doombeg is... And by, by the way, Doombeg is famine country, basically. It West is, Coast it of is. Ireland. Donald Trump built a golf course there. Look, on the Five one star hand, look, they, they took the soup and everyone's very embarrassed. How could they... So taking the soup is when you... If you were in famine times, you would go to the English settlers who would probably be Protestants and they'd have loads of food and they'd just put on on the Sunday a foodie thing for the lo- the poor Irish peasants. And even though they were the cause of it, we'd still go and eat because we were starving, right? That's probably taking the soup, is it? Is that like me taking the nuggets on a Thursday night? The nuggies. The nuggies. So anyway, Donald Trump arrives over and his son and those dickheads go out to Doombeg drinking in the pubs. and Cool pines, probably don't And all the Irish people in Doombeg go... Oh, what a great guy this guy. You know, and I can kind of understand. Few American flags. Here's the thing, though. Had they not done that, what would have happened? For six hours on social media, we would have said, "Yay, Doonbeg, well done." You gave him the finger. <laughs> a week later on our TV, close it down. All six jobs in Doonbeg yeah. have gone under. Groundskeeper <laughs> Willie. I mean, I'll go fuck them. Fuck them. Yeah, but anyway, so in Doonbeg, there's a big Donald Trump hotel, and we're all a little bit embarrassed about it in Ireland. It's a bit. You know, we had Ronald Reagan was over. Every American politician has to have the Irish vote. In Even America. the black lad had it. Yeah, Obama, and that was a push. Yeah, let's say that it's racist. Well, he is black. I mean, well, he, he, he may choose to be brown or something. No, I'm pretty sure he's black. But I mean, no, I have no issue with Obama. But I mean, even he had to find the Irish relative, and I kind of think the rest of us are sitting here going, "We need the gene pool to widen." Except for the odd taxi drivers, like, we're full, we can't take any more of them. They're coming in from Eastern Europe with their good teeth and their height and their metabolism. Uh, good and... teeth in Eastern Europe. Yeah, I know, but like... That's only America. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, you have this thing in Ireland. The British owned Ireland for 700 years, 800 years, still own a bit of it. And America tends to favour the South, the nationalists, the people who want the island back, even though Britain is their staunchest ally mm. but they go oi Britain you know you need to sort the Ireland situation out which they did with Clinton but if you go to Israel where the Israelis arrived back and said no this was fucking Moses said this was our spot sorry get off our land and we, they set up Israel in 1952 49 whatever mm. the Americans support the Israelis yeah, so against the Arabs, so they're in, one, in our situation here? they're supporting the invadees. No, I know. Like everybody is always kind of the reason Irish people, I mean, most of the world, kind of land on Palestine side. But Irish people have always had this affinity with Palestine because mm, seen this show before, it's very, it's very much like yeah. our thing. But with the Yanks, it's basically lots of people that vote for us are Irish American, mm. so therefore. 
and Jews. Yeah, and Jews. So you have to. So, <laughs> so they're actually being, yeah, exactly. is. It's complete hypocrisy. <laughs> they should be news. supporting the Arabs I'm in sorry. the same way they're okay. supporting the Irish. I'll stop you there now. They should be supporting the Arabs. Palestinians, because, whatever. Yeah, no, okay, I know. We're they should be, so, be because. We're not going to even put this out. They should be, so be because that's so their correct. style. Having landed upon this undiscovered land and just taken over and just let's just rape and pillage and kill all the tribes yeah. and take over and still let's have Thanksgiving with no fucking shame whatsoever yeah. they still have their 4th of July do they do Juneteenth? no what's Juneteenth? Juneteenth is the 19th of June which is the abolition of slavery in America? yeah not a fucking thing I never heard that I lived there for 8 years see not a fucking thing nobody gives a shit but Except, it wasn't called Juneteenth no it's, it's really? maybe it's not maybe that's a really uncool term I have come across it quite Sounds a bit. Sounds like a term that the people who would be pro-slavery made up. It's a bit too kind of sarcastic or something. Well, I wasn't on the ad campaign, Tom. Anyway. So However, have- these people that came over and uh, they took over, raped, pillaged. You're, you're surprised that they don't always fall on the right side of things yeah. across the water. Shocking. Shocking. So you have 300, so there's roughly 350 million Americans and I think there's 20... Five to fifty million of them who claim Irish ancestry. Mm. How many Jews are there in the world? It's not a lot. I remember we talked about this ages ago. Was it with you and somebody else? I don't know, but it was. It was. I was shocked by yeah, how few. Like so, there's 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 six million people in Ireland. There were more though. There's only about six Jews in Ireland, I think. But yeah, there used to be more in the famine. Yeah, we go back to the famine. There was eight million in the famine. No, there was eight million in in 1840. There were eight million people in Ireland. By 1870, there was only four or three. Two million roughly had died and two million fucked off to America or Australia or wherever. And it's still six million. Mm. There's, I think there's about a thousand Jews in Ireland, right? And this is not anti-Semitic, by the way, right? I have lots of my best friends are Jews. No, but like, it's not. Um, hey, Gary. <laughs> hi, Gary. And um, <laughs> Gary Cohen, by the way, Cohen. And Nick Cohen, his brother, big friends of mine. Um... But there's only 12 million Jews or 13 in the whole world. What does that say about Irish people? There's not that many of them and yet they've done something. How That's many the fucking, fucking point. Irish We're so people lazy. Take, yeah. that, it, what does that there's say about 70, Irish people? There's 6 million people in Ireland who are Irish and there's 70 million people around the world who could get an Irish passport something like that right which is the entire population of Britain they're all singing with their shamrocks they're coming over here spending their money you know, so not like, Irish then we, we're, we're, tra- we're doing the, the, the worst thing you can do which is going on our summer holidays <laughs> for a week in July in Ireland which on is the wild like, Atlantic yeah, on, the, on the west coast the west where it's just full of Americans thinking how cute we are but the problem is you don't get elected American president unless you have the Irish vote and the Jewish vote. And yeah. so they can just go, yeah, 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 Britain, oi, come on, give Ireland back to the Irish, you pricks. And they can go down to Israel and go, oi, Arabs, stop throwing stones at the fucking Israelis or they'll stick rockets up your ventilators, right? Mm-hmm. And th- there's the fucking hypocrisy. And you get elected as... as but this shocks you. Yeah. As though it would have yeah. been fine before that. Like the nation is just founded on shittery. This nation or America? Well, Everyone probably. I was talking about America, but. So the the ninety nine thing. There's a ninety nine which is a famous ice cream in Ireland. It's a summer ice cream, and they have this big, huge metallic machine with a white handle, 
It's huge. It's much bigger than it should be for something that it does. And whatever's inside, milk and butter and everything, and vanilla. And they pull this amazing... Honestly, it's not special. It's soft And then serve. they put... And hang on, yeah. And then they put it... Yeah, soft serve. American soft serve. Yeah. It's not there. And then they put a stick of flake, Cadbury's flake, in the top of it, stick which of makes it the 99, That's what right? makes it a 99. You the 99. Can, you can still get the red sauce on it. Yeah, that's red strawberry. And it's still, you, you or in, in my case, nuts in the hinge. No, that's no, you ruined it. That was not a 99. If you get the red sauce and it's still a 99, if you start getting weird shit on it, no. All right. But anyway, the 99 is gone. You bought two, you bought bubblegum flavored ice cream. <laughs> I did. I got mint and bubblegum flavor. In one thing. And unicorn was, toppings. And unicorn toppings. And the, it was just, the, the mint was grand, but the bubblegum was just like eating a super bazooka, but ice cream, made of ice cream. It was As advertised. And anyway, you bought those two, one scoop each, and you bought me a 99, which I stupidly got fucking doused in nuts, which made it a mess, made a Who mess of it. that? And it was 7.50. That was, sh- I, you know, I didn't like to say it. Yeah. Like, I'm not that tacky fuck that picks up the bill and goes, what's this? But I was like, what is this? And the flake is now much smaller than it used to be, right? The flake is like a mini, it's like a kind of a fun size flake rather than a proper yes, flake. Yes, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you why. I had a phase that was just on a, the way out of the last eating disordered phase. I had a phase where I ate nothing but meringue and strawberries and like a little bit of spray cream. I don't know, I just call it spray cream. You know, the, the cream yeah, it could double it after, it could it double that. it for Gillette if you yeah, were yeah, stuck. Yeah, yeah. That's could it. Save your that's face it. So a meringue, some strawberries, that, and a broken up flake. And I remember I was like, mm, mm, mm. I remember standing in Tesco one day because they can get the, you get 16 in a pack of the flakes that are meant to yeah. go the ice cream and they're, they are small. And I remember him and an hon going, can I, can't I, can I, can't I? Oh, I don't know. I just won't eat this week. So you're right. I have had this discussion with myself, and it's about why meringue. I thought meringue was bad. For oh no, life. no, no, no! Because I didn't give it's a fuck about health. So the gummy it is. Bit. It is meringue was great. But if there was meringue going around in famine times, you wouldn't have eaten it. I would, yeah. And I, I would. You would have eaten just the strawberry. No, no, fuck that. No, can. No, no, no. I'd leave it all. No, what can. I would do is in famine time, I'd leave it all out for two and a half weeks, and then say, "Oh, my mom, doing." Take some soup mint. No, no, I'm fine. You have it. I'm fine. Don't mind me. Don't mind me. And then I'd scurry off to like a corner and eat them. Eat them right. <laughs> yeah, but not in, not in famine times. Yeah, you? which I wouldn't fucking tell people. Like, let them, the let them would, worry. If you ate it in famine times, the meringue would probably just pop out of your belly like a kind of... Because <laughs> you'd be so emaciated, it would just sit there and you go off. You're trying to say I was fat when I was on Rex. No, I'm talking about if you were in famine times... If you were in famine times and you were looking pretty good with your, you know, all your ribs showing and, <laughs> no. your, and your, your hips showing, you know, you wouldn't have eaten a meringue. That would have eaten, would have eaten the collarbones. No, you would have eaten the leaves of the strawberries. I would not. No, they're just the leaves. No, of grass. There's sucrose in that. No, no. Anyway, we, so. Do you know why? Because the sugar in the meringue is a laxative. <laughs> Dig deeper. Put this bit out. <laughs> I said not to get all scatological. Um, but anyway, it was fucked up, right? It was like the the, the the whole 99, which was always a picture of Ireland. It was like summarized. It was always like there'd be a small child who was like, the parents would think, oh, look, little little Mary's 
She's so advanced for three. I give her my own ice cream cone, and like ninety seconds later, the the ice cream just falling <laughs> off the cone Mary. onto the and a dog is eating it, and Mary's bawling, crying, and the father's going, "I told you not to give her the phone because she doesn't have." Her, Patricia, her did you get a photograph of the child? Did you get a photograph of the child before she fucking dropped it out the concrete? Her opposable thumb isn't working <laughs> properly yet, and there's and there's always those that glob like like reverse. Like white dog poo, you just there's, there's outside every beach there was upturned fucking well, so good, ice cream cones. Because like I get what but I want. Now. No. It's like capitalism has taken over ninety nines and just fucked it for. Yeah, everyone. but it was always shite. It's just that you have the odd I know, picture. Ninety nine was good. I know it was good. No, because a ninety nine tastes. Remember like the ones we had in Bray? Cone. They were good. Like about had two I years ago. Had I no, that was last year actually. A year ago. Because I just discovered my leather jacket that I bought when I was fifteen. It went into the attic and I found it there last year. I had a ninety nine that day. There's, there's also in in ninety nine land, in Ireland, and I haven't. I've lived in Australia. Rarely see them. They have these um, ice cream vans that go around, right? Mm. They do have them in Australia because I remember what company did a melted one as a sculpture of Bondi, which is really cool. We don't really see them that often. And they play tinkly music. And it's one guy in this shitty little Bedford van, usually. God knows what disease is in the thing. You know, they play I'm Forever Blind. You know, and apparently it's like the it's like the fucking child catcher from Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Children are supposed to come flocking out of the estate. They drive them out to the local park and they dump two 13 to 14 year old girls there and they fuck off for the day. And the girls have to sell the ice cream because right. the people running it are not ice cream men. <laughs> you know, you're the ice cream man. They're all real knackers, and like I know, sorry, I'm not allowed to say that, but like they're—I mean, knackers. It's, the old it's sense a front. It's yeah. a front. It, it's a front. It, it seems like something that like these guys are doing to dare I say launder money, maybe from shop making. Yeah, because yeah, no one would go up to like them. It's like the taxi own. thing. It's like the, well, no, it's not that nobody would go up to them. It's just like my kids have learned what every Irish child should learn. I mean, sometimes I give myself a hard time about my parenting. They hear the music. They go, "Oh, they're out of ice cream." <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. every Irish, yeah. every Irish child. That means they've no ice cream left. <laughs> when you That's hear the genius. tune, they've run out of ice cream. <laughs> That's genius. <laughs> and they go, "Oh, hey, sorry, pet." You should write a book about that. That would be. That would. <laughs> everyone knows that you didn't I have never children. Heard that. You didn't have children, but like I guarantee you, but how can everyone know it if they're. Everyone Actually, fucking knows only, that. The guy near our house only plays his little tune when he's on his way home. He might be out of ice cream. I know. I'll tell you, I'll get onto the mommy's WhatsApp group now. <laughs> I ask them, what do you tell your kids when you hear the ice cream man? Oh, there's no ice cream. Oh, he's out of ice cream. Oh, missed all Yeah, but anyway, suffice it to say that they're fucking up 99s, one of the bastions of Irish summers, by just being just cheap. Yeah, but do you know what? The only people who actually enjoy 99s are pregnant women. Do you know why they enjoy 99s? Oh, tell me. Because they're fucking hungry now. Um, because you're not allowed to have 99s. On the list of other shit you can't enjoy when you get pregnant, you're not supposed to drink. What's that got to do with pregnancy? You're, well, you're not supposed to drink. You can't have ketamine. You can't have shellfish. You can't have soft serve ice cream. Why? Because they do actually tend to be quite dirty. You go in there, you're like 10 weeks pregnant. The midwife is there. Oh! got your husband slash partner here <laughs> uh, you're not drinking right no 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 and I hope you're not drinking nothing more than a cup of tea a day <laughs> and no self serve ice cream and every Irish woman goes fuck you 
especially if you're pregnant when it's summertime. What happens if you're a pregnant woman and you have one of those cravings yeah, for ice Yeah, well, so that's what happens. Of all of my friends, it's... Like, Most Irish women are pregnant have cravings for beer no, and wine. Briquettes. <laughs> briquettes and 99s. The most common. Briquettes? Yeah. The things you put like for... fire lighters. To eat? Yeah, yeah. To eat? Yeah, yeah. Big thing. Board pneumonia. Board pneumonia. Full on. Board pneumonia and 99s. Briquettes and are... Just to... For overseas listeners, because Ireland is possibly the most profligate when it comes to its um, climate change number or whatever. We have all these bogs in Ireland and we dig them up and they release noxious fumes that kill everybody else in the world. And we turn them into little shoe-shaped things that you can throw on the fire and they cause smog. How could you eat that? Um, with think, ice cream soft serve no 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 with the fucking ice cream no but it's a very very common pregnancy craving I think it's a lack of iron is it iron or something no I think it might be iron but it's it's very common there are people who have like PCOS which is classified as an eating disorder but it's not really an eating P-Cole? disorder coal yeah, yeah yeah all those things but, turf yeah but it's mainly the fire lighters the fire so lighters at home there's women oh, at home just Look, breaking if you, off a bit if you of turf count off five or ten, if you can't, if you can think of ten Irish women in your life who have been pregnant in their entire lives, that's easy. Yeah, so <laughs> I guarantee you, at least three out of the ten will have had the fire lighter thing, and ten out of ten will be able to tell you, oh yeah, yeah, that's the thing. I didn't have that. Mine was sandwiches with meanies. Meanies. Remember the meanies crisps that were like five p, and they put yeah. them up to ten. Okay. You're from Camatini, so you didn't have them. I'm so also a lot older than you, so we yeah. had Tato at two people when I was growing up. Oh, my God. By the way, Tato crisps, another thing about Ireland, they're the best crisps in the world. And when we say crisps, they're like what Americans are called, chips, chips potato chips. Cause Not Nordy Tato, No, though. there's Nordy Tato, which is Northern Ireland, British Tato, which just nicked the name. Tato, by the way, it took me years for me to realise it was actually potato. Jesus Christ. I always thought it was Mr. Tato. It was just, that was his name. It was Mr. Tato. So, at what point did you realise the connection? in my tw- late 20s, early 30s. Someone went, Tato as in potato. And I went, I'd say your own I'd say no, they're I, thrilled I, I, they I, paid for a private I've education said to some friends of mine. No, I've said to some friends of mine. I've said to some friends of mine since and they've gone, OMG as well. Also but, private education. Because you see Mr. Tato and you know him as Mr. Tato and you just go, that's... Yeah, it's comes like, from the it's word... It's like his name is O'Reilly. Tato. It's like Mr. O'Reilly or Mr. Kyo because they have Kyo's... They have Kyo's crisps now. Yeah, but isn't. like potato. Yeah, but like you just go, that's his name. His name is Tato. His Did name you never is think outside the pack? <laughs> <laughs> but like, there's a lot of things like that in life where you go... You know, you mispronounce something your whole life. Oh, uh, yeah, no, I get those. You know, it was just one of those. Things. No, there should be like a helpline where you can safely ring up. Did you look at ourselves? Yeah, I did. Yeah. I did. There was something, and I used to work on the advertising for Tato. And oh, it was Jesus, it gets worse. I didn't even know that when I was working on the advertising. It was later, because I did that when I was 20. But you know the way boggers, sorry, muck savages. You won't ask for a packet of crisps in a culture pub. You just ask for a package of Tato. Yeah. You're not asking for Tato specifically. Have you got tatoes? What tatoes have you got? Have you got snacks? Have you got chipsticks? Have you got monster munch? Yeah. So tato, tato are an actual Irish brand. And for years, they were the one, like Cadbury's chocolate, tato, and maybe sausages and rashers were, were the things that people brought to their, when uh, they went uh, to Australia. Lilt. And Lilt. Yeah, we can go through a long list, but tato was top of the list. Yeah. And this company was like, it, it still is the biggest selling crisp in Ireland. 
and it took them fucking forever. I mean, I told you I worked with them. In, I worked with them in like late eighties, and I was like, you know what you should do? What you should export to America, where to Boston and to fucking Sydney, where all yeah. the guys are. And they went, oh, really? Though, why would we do that? And they just, but now they've kind of got really dynamic. They so this crisp company. Any of the marketing people who are still listening to this thinking it might be something to do with marketing or advertising, this is the bit. They were the number one selling crisp in Ireland. Like by they were not eighty percent share. Yeah. And then they did nothing about, you know, launching overseas because their product is great, right? Mainly no, cheese it is, and onion. It is great, but cheese like anybody onion. who comes to live here and isn't Irish and then goes abroad, it's still if you if your friends come and visit you, if there's any anybody passing through, there is that thing of, Oh, can I get data? Yeah. And they're so, brilliant, and you get you have potato sandwiches. Then they had salt and vinegar flavor, also no, quite good, but no, not as good. No, no, no. They no, 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 smoky no, no. bacon, not as good. It was a bit getting a bit. No, no, no. I won't have anything bad said about smoky bacon. Smoky bacon, you have to be on the cider. Salt and vinegar, I can't understand. You may as well just have fucking Perry Crisp while you're at it, like an oh. absolute philistine. But anyway, so this company goes to the eighties as the top selling crisp and iron, the nineties as top, and and like you know, there's all these probably ad people. And everyone's saying, you know, here's what you should do. Here's what you should do. And then, like, about 10 years ago, out of the traps, they opened a fucking theme park, like Walt Disney, yeah, from a crisp. And you can imagine that being, like, in an ad campaign. Oh, you should open a theme park for kids. And they went, all right, then. And they bought the land, and they did it. I haven't been. Have you been? No, no. (laughs) You should be. I know. You've got kids that age. I know. I know. I know. I did say to them, I I did say to them, I was like, oh, have you been to Taylor Have you got some little rule, like... Oh, if you hear no. the potato crisp pack, that means Tato Park is closed. <laughs> no, I was saying, oh, I must go to Tato Park. And she's like, oh, yeah, I went with my daddy. And I was like, oh, that's you, Grand, then. And she's like, well, I mean, that was like two years ago. Has her daddy not brought them? Yeah, he has, yeah. Oh, he has, right? So, so they've been. You know what it was? He beat me to it and I wasn't fucking racing to get there. <laughs> oh, like, I can understand that. He got me there and I was like, ah, do you know what? He's taking them now. Quite good. No, it is. It's meant to be really good. Uh, he's taking them now I don't want to be that bastard like leave it go let it be special don't go racing to bring them again the same year don't be an arsehole next year rolled around and oh I don't know I think I was just hung over last year <laughs> then this year you do year, bend over backwards for those two kids though me? yeah bringing them places <laughs> <laughs> but, it, but <laughs> bring them to school fuck off you brought them to pennies I, get, I brought them to, to pennies to get my present they had a great time Having the ugly shirt competition. The Don bought me nearly every shirt available in pennies for my 51st birthday in very colourful formats. We're just having... They're lovely. I, I mean, when we finish the podcast and we finish the wine, is that the okay, rule? Okay, that's the rule. Then someday we'll come on with a bottle the of slaying this morning and we'll drink that. was not that mad, but like, Noah took that really personally because I oh, I Noah's like that one. Noah's an ailer her kids. Yeah, no, no, you I was should like, change oh, their names one. just in case they get embarrassed. Right, Niall. Niall, Niall. <laughs> what's, the worst ma- what's the worst man's oh, yeah. name in Ireland? What about Eunan? Yunan. Finbar. Yeah. Well, we call Noah Yunan from now on. So the, <laughs> the only people that... Know, so uh, in the future when we're dead, if they miss this first episode, they'll go, she was going on about Yunan. It mustn't be my mother. So, so let's just say N is Yunan. <laughs> and what about A? Well, we call her Anya. Anya. Anya and Yunan. So anyway, you're a great mother to Anya and Yunan. You brought, you, you brought them to pennies to get my stuff. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was, I was a bit under the weather, and I was like, "Oh fuck, I have to get a present. I have to bring them out." Okay, we have to look for ugly shirts. You, you know yourself. Basically, anything Mammy would wear that's a dress, but like in a man's shirt. Yeah, cool, Grant. Not mad enough. Not mad enough. Noah spotted a shirt, and I was like, "Oh, sorry, Owen, you was." Your little rule is not going to work, John. No, you have to. You have to. They know they, who they are. It might affect them gravely in the future. Oh but. fuck it. 
Do you think that's what's going to be the you that's never know. Be Okay. If you never anyway. know what little straw will break the little kid's back, you know? Illegitimate number one said to illegitimate number two. I don't call them that either. <laughs> We're living in 2019. Nearly every kid is legitimate these days. <laughs> I bet you. I, I bet you. I bet you. I bet you. I bet you this year there has been more illegitimate. I mean, in the old school sense. No, I don't. I actually, like, the years I, I was having kids. Cause that. And also, it's, it's nothing. It's actually probably cool to be legitimate. I'd love to be legitimate. I know you would. <laughs> you, get, you probably get benefits, do you? Do you know what you get? Back to school allowance. Yeah. Do you know what's due next week? Do back, back to school, school allowance. Yeah. Anyway, so we've gone around, uh, we should stick to the fucking script here. We haven't got a script, but we should stick to the vague idea of going around Ireland in the summer and the 99, by the way, the 99 thing, I do have a great 99 joke. Uh-huh. It's a bit long, but it's good. Right. And it's also an Alzheimer's joke. Are we allowed to do that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, anyone who's got Alzheimer's won't remember hearing it, so they won't give out about it. We let's say that. Anyway, so the best 99s in Ireland and still are to this day, and they've opened up in town. Down in the south of Dublin, there's a place called Dunleary. There's a a chipper called Teddy's, yeah. Mm. Sells fish and chips, but has a window that sells these 99s. I know, I will grant you that. And they're considered to be the best. And they've just opened up in South Ann Street or somewhere. That doesn't count. Sorry, you can't do that. You can't do that. But they're like Tato. No. It took them 35 years to work out. Maybe if you bought another shop somewhere, people wouldn't have to go all the way to Dunleary. So anyway, there's this chip shop, the fish and chip shop in in Dunleary, which is known as having the best 99s in Ireland. So anyway, one sunny day, there's these two guys with Alzheimer's and they're really old friends and they always go for a walk on the pier and they're like kind of perving at the girls, you know, who are out wearing their summer Irish flab, you know. (laughs) You know, they're wearing... They have the sun shimmer on, they're looking well. Like when the sun comes out in Dublin, it doesn't turn into like Copacabana. It's no, like, sun's yeah, out, sun's out. This is all these. Anyway, I, I, yeah. anyway, all the girls are up and down walking, and the lads just dodder along the pier, right? And they get to Teddy's, and they go. One of the guys outside was say his name is Peter. Goes, do you know what we should do? And Paul goes, what? We should take, see that bench there as a free bench. We should sit on that bench and I'll go over and get us two 99s from Teddy's. He goes, I better go with you. He says, if you go with me, we lose the bench. You sit here on the bench. He goes, but you'll forget. I won't forget. It's two 99s. He goes, but I'd like chopped nuts on mine. And he goes, okay, I'll have chopped nuts on mine. Two 99s with chopped nuts. Is this where you saw the chopped forget? nuts for yours? Well, that, I think so, yeah. yeah. Don't do it by the way, anyone listening makes a bollocks of thing. So anyway, Paul says, all right, I'll sit here. By the way, I'd like stra- uh, strawberry syrup on mine. Ah, fuck, with the chopped nuts. And the chopped nuts, yeah. Dirty And bastard. then Peter goes, all right, look, I won't forget. I'll go over the chipper and I'll get two 99s with chopped nuts and strawberry syrup. He goes, are you sure you don't want me to go with you? He goes, I'll remember, for fuck's sake, sit there, right? Relax, enjoy the view and the scenery and the sun and the sea. So anyway, he goes over to Teddy's to get the ice creams and about half an hour goes by no sign of him your eyes back carrying two brown paper bags and Paul's looking going where the fuck have you been and he goes hands him one of the brown paper bags Paul opens it inside there's a burger and he goes you got me a fucking burger Peter goes yeah 
And he goes, where's me fucking chips? <laughs> Say that, Simon. Well, no, I, no, I got it. It, it went on and on and on and on. I know. That, but it probably, uh, maybe a podcast lot of people are laughing. Are they sniggering away to themselves? Yeah. Chuckling away. It's a lovely, if you if you dissect the joke, it's a lovely Alzheimer. So it's, it's a lovely twist. No, we get we get the joke. It's just that it went. And if your dad is Alzheimer's, you can tell it to him every day, and he'll still find it funny. <laughs> That's you know, funny. There is that bit. Are you the next Brendan Grace? Okay, so she's oh. we weren't even going to talk. Oh, you were. We did mention this. So anyway, yeah, today again, Irish Americans probably love Brendan Grace. Yeah, Brendan Grace, one of the comedy institutions of Ireland, died kind of out of the blue a bit today. Oh, it wasn't. It wasn't. He was young. He was only, what, like 68? 68, yeah. Yeah. Hadn't been well. Well, there was that show we watched today. No, that, today they replayed some fuck with the interview on they midday were here. So we were driving today from Clare. Hello, Roisin. She put us up last night. We had a great night. But we were driving up from Clare to Galway, which is about an hour and 20 minutes. And we found out that Brendan Grace had died. And all the radio stations in Ireland had it as their lead story, in fairness. Mm. And... But they, they, they were just lazy. Shit bits. Yes. All the like, shit bits. He, he, so he's a really famous Irish comic. He's a bit like kind of, what would he be like in America? He's like a kind of a family, you know, plays cabarets. He's that kind he, he loved it. Yeah. Sammy like, Davis Jr. and Frank yeah, Sinatra. Yeah, he is all, all the cabaret kind yeah. of era and that's what he's based upon. But he's also like... And Father Stack. And um, Father Finton That was my joke today. You've had your fun. You've now, had Brandon. your fun now, Brendan. Night, 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 night. Yeah, no, he was Sleep kind of. He did the cabaret thing, which is very family friendly, and it had to be. That's kind of of the time, but he's a slithery bastard. He's not actually like that, but I mean, no. he had that kind of the father persona. Stack, yeah. So, like the father from stock. Anyone who remembers him? This <laughs> Don't call me dirt. Would you like us to cut that bit out, Darren? Stop. Yeah, there was a very famous show called Father Ted, which. Uh, probably as good as Faulty Towers, but that kind of level of comedy. And Brandon Grace played a, a guest role in one episode, and he was just this creepy priest. Yeah, he took over funny. Father's ja- Father Jack's chair for that episode. He did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a like ghetto blaster. Yeah, smoking all the time. If you ever say that to me again, <laughs> he was smoking all the time. Died of lung cancer. Yeah, no, he's fucking brilliant. But anyway, today on the way up on the radio, they, it was like some retard. Where is it that? No, you can't say no. that one. Try again. <sighs> Mongoloid. No, can't say that one either. Okay. Uh, again, still being a some prick. Some Egypt. Some Try Gombean, you know. Some Gombean. Gombean. <laughs> some Gombean and RT. No, no, they, they obviously went, they were caught in the hop by him dying because clearly when someone dies. Oh, they were, they were caught right in the hop. They were, they were playing these really bad. No, do you know what? If they'd Examples of it. You know, they go, Tributes have been pouring in today in Ireland for the comedian Brendan Grace, yeah, but like, who died suddenly yeah, last Yeah, but the politician Noel Whelan also like, died overnight. Here's an example of how funny he was. And then they played yeah. him as unfunny. Grant, but bear in mind it's RTE, so it's like, dun, 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 dun. Welcome to the one o'clock RTE news, because they're not allowed to say or. That's the first thing they learned, they're not allowed to say or, they have to say R. Um, but it's all dry, shy shit. Now, they're switching between... Um, the nation's lost two great men. Firstly, Brendan Grace, yeah, well known. Died today. No, the other one was Noel Whelan, known barrister and politician, known for his work in marriage equality referendum. 
he was a well-respected and liked man and uh, had integrity and had the courage to put his name on a ballot and on and on and on and shite about what a nice man he is. So they're hardly going to go straight into Father Fint and Stack. But, no, but, but, but it's already... They have this thing. When I was, way before you were born, when I was growing up, they had to teach gombean children like myself how to cross the road. Yeah. And Brendan Grace dun, wrote dun, this dun. song, yeah, which was... Dun, 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 dun. It was a kind of country and western. And it was mm-hmm, like, remember mm-hmm. one, look for a safe place. Days. Two, don't hurry, stop and wait. Three, Three, look all around and listen before you cross the road. Remember four, four. let all the traffic pass you. Five, five, then walking straight across you. Six, keep watching. That's the safe cross code. <laughs> and, then we, and then they did it again. And then it was like, know the safe cross code and then all these kids would go no know, the code and it, and it was like 90s, no, it, was a 19, it was like a 1970s I know, PSA I know I know but, but I still remember now I know, 51 you said it to me like two years ago I was like no sorry yeah. but he had and it was really badly voice. animated and it Lovely. was a cheesy government Lovely. thing no but one of the people say let's have a listen thing. to him in his pomp and on comes that I mean Brendan Grace will be forgotten by Christmas yeah. He has one day in the sun. I, I mean, the they, day might, he they might be just trying to impress people of my generation because you talk about that, and I've heard, and I kind of go, oh, "Jesus, beautiful!" And he's, he's a lovely voice, and it's catchy. And but like, I was a child of the nineties, so what we had was like we had people who washed up after the raves, and they'd taken one yoke too many. <laughs> we, need to, we need to do the new no not not in the day it wasn't MDMA it was just ecstasy. Right. We need to do the new safe cross code. That one's aging a bit. Rand, okay. Stop! Look! Listen! Live! That was it, that was it, that was it. Yeah, you kind of have a vague memory of Brendan Grace. And I was like, stop! Look! Listen! Live! And you're waiting for an episode of Coronation Street where some 13 year old washes down an ecstasy tablet with alcohol and then gets pregnant and gives birth on Christmas Eve. Do, 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 And it goes on fire. Near enough the television. I didn't hear enough television. Um, no, but like, you know, if you're Brandon Grace and you're dead now and there is an afterlife and you're looking back, like, first of all, you'd be going, geez, that was great. Now the outpouring. But he'd be going, you're fuckers. Like, it's a, know, I, like I guarantee so. you I one thing. So. I don't know Brandon Grace very well. No. But I do know. He has a lot funnier than the safe cross code. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. In his locker. Yeah, but do you know what? It wasn't the safe cross code because I think he would kind of smirk at that. It was the fact that, like, they played his comedy, but it was like, even in his family-friendly fr- state, it wasn't clean enough for them. They had to play it. They played the first three minutes when he walked on stage of, like, a 90-minute show. Oh, yeah, and, that and that's did. what they that was did to him. That was a, and that, that was, was another radio wrong. station. That was that. just yeah. like, are you fucking And it wasn't serious? even funny. It was vaguely funny, but it was he had literally set foot on stage for a 90 minute show. Give him a fucking chance. That's what they played. And, and look, look, I'm an atheist, so I, I don't have this vision of me looking down over my people saying, remember more. But I did. Like, I'm, I'm narcissistic enough to know, like, I spend years planning my future. Oh, the little girls were like, this will be my wedding dress. And I was like, I will be laid out in this. We do a show later about your whole... We we, we already covered a lot of your emaciation with the family. (laughs) But we'll do do a full show about your whole trouble. No, but like, I I spent years... Stick to Brendan Grace. uh, No, but on on point to this, I'm sorry if we're talking about me and not you. But I spent spent years kind of thinking about... You do think about... 
you think about your funeral, what will they say? And I'd be fucking sick. I would be casting my big, long, gothic sleeves in the platform over the shoulder saying, fuck you anyway. The hypocrisy of it. The hypocrisy of it all. Imagine the Don hath died one gin too many. And here's the funniest thing she ever said on Facebook. They'd have pictures of you and Anya crying. <laughs> in the little school you uniform. You would throw a little daisy on your coffin. <laughs> It'd be very sad. But, um... You and Anya would come But, get it right. But, um... <laughs> I'm now going to call them that for the next year. And not tell were, them why. Yeah, speaking of... Uh, look, anyway, look, the point about Brent Grace is he died today. It's terrible. They made a bollocks of his memorial. If you haven't watched... Uh, um, Father Ted find on YouTube but just before we press play on this it's probably about midnight now but we were at a comedy club tonight in Galway which was called the, the what was it called the smallest comedy yeah it was in Small, the shitting room sitting room, the sitting room. <laughs> so there's it's this there's this, now, there's this we're in Galway uh, also on the west coast Galway Bay all that kind of you know American stuff and it's a total shakedown here at the moment, right, isn't it? It's just Americans everywhere and they're going... Mm. And all of the Irish out here are playing leprechauns, basically, aren't they? She's just gone for more wine now. I we might have to finish the podcast early. We're only... We're less than half a bottle left. The old Oyster Bay can't be it, can you? Freeman's Tenor Bay. Freeman's Bay could be it. Tonight's podcast is brought to you by... Centra. Marlborough Sauvignon Blanc from New Zealand which is really good. We, we, we like to unwind after a podcast drinking this. <laughs> and it says on the back, Oyster Bay captures the special character of New Zealand's cool climate viticulture. Big word to use on a label. Hang on, there's some coffin dodgers having a row outside. See you in the morning. Oh no, they're over it now. They use viticulture on the back of their label. That must be one of the biggest words ever used in the back viticulture. of the label. Viticulture. Elegant, assertive wines with glorious fruit flavours. Kill the copywriter. Oh, my big monster bite is fucking oozing. I look like I've been bitten by a midget. Do we have midget. to pause the podcast now? I've been bitten by a midget from fucking Chernobyl. Stop picking at it. I'm not picking at it. It's just fucking massive. Picking at it. Did your mother never tell you to stop picking at it? She never had With those lovely legs of yours, you'll have a scar oh, now and you won't legs. be able to go down the red carpet of can at the International Podcast Festival. <laughs> I was like, remember I got a tattoo and took her a week to call it and she was like, what do you do when you get married? Well, first of all, mother, do you really think I'm ever going to get married? Do you want that shit on your doorstep? Second of all, I think the two illegitimate children might be a bigger... They're not illegitimate, I Jesus. They are. and Anya. Union and Anya. <laughs> Traipsing up the aisle behind me might be a bigger thing than the tattoo on my wrist, mammy. Especially as one of them's ginger. I know. Sorry, Eunan, if you're listening. See, you can't say that. I can, can say, say that now. No, in no. Ireland, you can I slag can say the ginger. because ah, they off. know they know what side my bread the is day, the day the, the day the well, whole gender the, the whole gender thing starts when it goes. Did you just call me ginger? And I don't identify as ginger because I dyed my hair strawberry blonde. Fuck you, you're a ginger and you're No, but I tell you what, though. I have ginger heritage. (laughs) We all know. Not everyone knows. Even though you try to keep that a secret. Occasionally it tufts up. (laughs) Oh my God, I'm dating a ginger. (laughs) You're not, though. You actually try to become Lebanese. You go, you have all your big eyes and you're tan. It's like... 
But like, we going, we going to Galway. We going to Galway, and they're like, "Where are you from?" And we're like, "I oh, know we're Irish. You're not Irish. You're, oh, oh, you're new. Oh, you're new Irish. Like, I go to Greece. Where are you from? You're not Turkish. No. Okay. Where are you from? Ireland. No. Where are you reading from? Ireland. Where are you reading from? Ireland. I'll come back to you in five days. My cocoa brown has fucking worn off. Yeah, actually, I only saw you without makeup probably a year and a half into our relationship, and it was just like, where's the dawn gone? Where's she, where, <laughs> no, literally, where has she gone? This is fucking translucent. Drug, fucking pale face, ginger. I do, wait, you see what I mean? It's like, I do look like quite the junkie. It's not pale, it's not like, oh, Irish so guy. Irish. No, I, I don't I look I was Irish. I someone who was like Irish, but had like... Oh, foolish you, foolish you. An Egyptian father. <laughs> <laughs> Or a Persian mother, you know, know. you know, because you, like, you got that look going, oh, and then yeah. one day it's like the fucking rain comes but too like, heavy, and it's like. <laughs> <laughs> so when I was um, doing the music stuff with the probation services and stuff, you'd all these like African lads who'd kind of come over when they were like four or five. So they're all proper dubbed at that stage. They were working the, the recording studio with us, and they were like, "Where are you from? Where are you from?" And I was like. Tala-ish. Because I had a habit of just saying Tala rather than saying where I'm from. Because Tala is like a broad enough place. And I don't really want people to know where I live. Tala is very working class still. It's very work- no, which is ironic because not very many of us work. Yeah. But they said to, to a few of the lads class. from Tala when I was gone, I first spoke, where is she from? Where is she from? And they're like, um, Tala, like, nice end, but like, Tala. <laughs> nice end. <laughs> the push end, which is an oxynorm. Um, Hold my shit at the nice end. Do. That bit. <laughs> the bit with the toilet paper on it. <laughs> the nice end. Yeah, but they're like, where is she from? I'm like, no, no. But like, is, 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 like, is her dad black? No. And then suddenly they all backed off like, oh. Your only- dad's very ginger as well. See, it runs in families. <laughs> no, they all backed off and like, oh, we're really sorry. We only date women of colour. I'm so sorry. Oh, fuck. And I was like, okay. Cranzo. Well, I only date women of colour, I thought. And one <laughs> of them is red. Um, anyway, we should start the podcast because we were talking about me. It was meant to be about... We're going to have one about you. We've been talking about you all fucking night. No, we haven't. No, we're talking about me being 51 and how traumatic that is. I mean, I feel I have to circle back to this birthday trauma you're having. It's not trauma. I, it, it'd be difficult. How are you finding 51. Uh, 50 well Brendan we just talked about Brendan Grace dying of 68 right do you have any idea how close that is yeah I did think but today I didn't like to say it to you yeah, very <laughs> I was in the car going Jesus you're closer to his age than you are to mine yeah, <laughs> yeah. anything I, can look, go look I have said to you for the past week or two you're like oh I'm going to be 51 this week and I said to you do you know what it's better because at least do you know what you don't have you don't have in a solid year of people going oh 50 Shawnee yeah. how are you holding up and now I've just done it to you. <laughs> no, you haven't. I, mean, I know I have. I've just said, how are you old enough? I know you're good about it. Like, look, this the, the the worst pricks are the ones who are like, life begins at 40 or 50. Like, death begins at 40, right? Death begins long before then. Well, for you, but that was the famine. I'm 50. Stuff starts breaking off and, you know, you go, oh, what's <laughs> oh my God, that? no, no. <laughs> you know, you look at yourself going... This can't be right, or you know, I still think of myself as like twenty three, but a bit wiser. Right. I see. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know. I'm trying to, you know. You do something does happen where you go, you know, flick switches, and you go. 
all right, I've done all these things, and some have been good, some have been bad, and I've learned what's been bad and what's been bad for me. And then you have to go, okay, I don't want to do any of that anymore. And suddenly yeah. you can kind of go, oh, I don't do it anymore. So and that's good. So come here, but you're just, still getting fucking old. You know? Like, like you're honest. Like yeah. you'd be the person to say. It. So, is there any vanity in just not liking it? I, I have very little vanity about it. I mean, you're you're. This is actually the end of the wine, so we will be finishing the podcast soon, right? Yeah. As I said earlier, today's sponsor is Sauvignon Blanc from Oyster Bay. He used the word viticulture in their logo. Obviously, these brands are not paying us a squat. We're just going to yeah. bring you great yeah. drinks to have while you're listening to the podcast with us. It's not vanity. It's you can't you can't be vain. It's like the, the, way past vain. Yeah. Fear uh, slight. I don't really care about dying because I don't have kids and all that shit. I don't have a union and Anya waiting for me at home somewhere. I'm quite blessed that I still have my hair, but I'm now wearing it in a ponytail, which at fifty one <laughs> is questionable. Yeah, no, it looks it looks shite down. It looks yeah. lovely up, but... Yeah, it's mm. down tonight. Cut I look like a roadie from Iron Maiden. No, but here's... I don't want you to cut it, though. I cut it once, and it was a bit like... Do you remember... No, oh, I saw the picture. She looks like an absolute... You, remember you look the, like a Lego man. Yeah. Big square head on you. Do you remember Samson and Delilah? Yes. That's what happens if my hair gets cut. I know. I, I, used I can't to sing, bring the tempo I, I, Did you realise I sang that song to you quietly under my breath? So for like, for No, Samson. Regina Spector, Sam, Samson. No, I sang it to you under my breath for a solid six months because you were talking about cutting your hair and I was like, oh, I don't know about this. Yeah. <laughs> like, it might, it might spell end of days for I me. Reckon I reckon there's a bit of me that, like you talk about vanity, there's a bit of me that fears that, you know, if I cut my hair, my dick might work or something like I that. I get that, you know? yeah, yeah. Or, you yeah. know, I, I worry about that myself. I might go blind or something. But it's nothing more than you can't do certain things that you used to be able to do. Yeah. You know, I've been in hospital with what at the time appeared to be serious mm. things that turned out to be diagnosed as in one case because I was in my 40s well this sort of stuff happens when you're in your 40s and another case I was 50 this sort of stuff happens when you're in your 50s which is no fucking comfort no so it's basically just any day you could drop dead and I'm not yeah. a hypochondriac no I, don't I know care. well certainly for me like it's one of those things that kind of gets me more than you because when you were not well you were kind of saying, oh, I'm scared. And I was I was never scared before. But I'm scared because if something happens to me, you're on your own. Mm. And yeah, I, I didn't have that to contend with before. And that was kind of creepy. Yeah. Which I got because I, I can remember having that and then having when someone was born. I remember one of the big breakdowns I had for a couple of days was like, shit, I, nothing can happen to me now. There's somebody who depends on me. So it was a, there was a similar thing of, I wasn't really attached to dying, but at the same time, knowing that I have something to live for isn't freedom. It's quite scary because I've been, I've had utter freedom up until now. Going yeah, out now and that's true. I mean, I think like, I came close to death's door and when I was 43, which was well, bullshit, but I was, I remember going, if this is what death is it like, was let's have a look. Though. Yeah, but let's see what it's like. I was kind of going, okay, mm-hmm. it's, it, you know, it's death was yeah. part of life. Whereas you weren't like that this year. Up, which I'm sure loads of people come before. My grandmother found out when she was 92 that she was 93, which I always found funny. Mm. 
She was a good woman, but she was like, she, she, she was lost like, at the wrong when end. I was 21, I would have wanted yeah. 22 or the way you're going. You I lost to be at the older. wrong end. Yeah. It's like, oh, great. But you don't want to know at 92 that you're 93 going, for fuck's sake. The other thing about death and all that stuff and 50 and all that is there's, I've said this before, for the first time, I don't really care about the future and seeing it. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's actually going to be as spectacularly brilliant as I may have thought it might have been when I was 30. Did you ever think that? Yeah, because you're Did just, you ever actually really when look I was, to it? I mean, I went from like Simon, you know, the new, 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 new game to, to Sega, to mobile phones, to fucking computers, to fucking... Yeah. I can now watch football on my phone. I, you know, I, I we went through the most No, I know. Like, I mean, I guess I remember being a kid in the 90s and like it's after Back to the Future time but it was still very much that mindset and I was what 10, 11 when the millennium happened and so there was the, all, the millennium oh. are you going to make fun of I said millennium <laughs> I said millennium I know I said millennium I said millennium and I meant millennium and I was like fuck no, let's that go the prick will hear it yeah. no but so I was at that no age no more oyster where, bay for you <laughs> I was at that age at like 10, 11 when everyone's really talking about it and it was People are sitting there going, oh, we're going to have... Like, when you call someone on the phone, you're going to see them on a video. Yeah. It's going to be mad. I remember my dad saying that to me and going, oh, fuck, fuck, fuck. I hope that's Your after I'm a grown-up. I remember going, I hope that's after I'm a grown-up. And he's like, no, no, that technology is coming in. And I remember doing the math and going, oh, fuck, I'm going to be like 13 when that comes in. But, like, we're poor, so <laughs> it didn't really affect me. But now, like, you ring me all the time. And, like, yeah. it's on the WhatsApp yeah. or the face Facebook thing, but it's, it's always face thing. I remember spending years worrying about that going, that'd be great if I'm ever a parent, but I don't ever want to be someone's daughter with that technology. Mm. And I'm sitting there going... Here it is. My, my, little, in, though, my little brat's like turning nine and she's looking for a phone. And I'm like, <laughs> you mean a surveillance device? <laughs> and it creeps in. Yeah. That's the point. You just don't actually remember that. But I never got... Over. Sorry, the point I was getting to, I never got excited about that because I, I did grow up in a time when everyone was really head up about the millennium and times that they are a change <laughs> there was nobody really gave a box about the environment nobody's really worried everyone was really excited I wasn't I was like mm, yeah. mm. so I find it strange to think that you were living at the same time like probably my age now and like really excited about what's coming and I'm going I was like a jaded eight year old going fuck it now you're all right. But I remember I remember like being at can the advertising festival in 2008 at the World Cup and going you know what in probably the next World Cup or the one after we'll be able to watch it on our phones and people going don't be so stupid that was 2008 yeah, yeah. the iPhone was arriving right yeah and, and it was before that I mean it wasn't 16 it was somewhere between 14 and 16 that we got to do that the problem is you don't a bit like age going back to your question a bit like 51 someday I'll wake up and I'll not be able to walk or something or my brain will have gone gaga, right? Or showing signs of gaga. And you'll never remember the exact day, but Mm. it's just this aging process that just keeps coming at you and you just go, but actually I don't mind it now because Mm. I go, yes, I do care about you and the fact that you're younger than me and we can, you know, I'll probably die first and that's a bit weird and unfortunate. But, you know, I don't really care about the fact that I'm not going to be around to see what the yeah. future of the world 
looks like, but I wouldn't have said that 20 years ago. I, and that's the part that shocks me. So there's been a change for you where you you might be more signed up to the world in that I think if something happened to you tomorrow, you'd be, okay, that's a shame. I was only 51. Okay, it is what it is. I think the big part would be I'm really worried for Don. I'm worried for what I've left behind. And like that's the part that would bother you. Even though slightly disappointed. Oh, 51, that's quite young. But it shocks but me. probably just up until the very moment of death. Yeah, it, it shocks me and it shouldn't because I would expect this of you. But it's still, I find it very hard to get my head around this idea that you were ever invested in the future. Well, I'm a humanist and I think that we, you know, forgetting about religion, I think the role of us here is to push the human species to the limit and to see how far we can go. Because I think the more we achieve as a species, the more it will be good for everybody. In theory, I know that's not quite the case. But even I think if we get through this capitalism thing, we come down to, there are more people, less people starving per capita, you know, than there ever were. There are more people cured of diseases. There are more people who can live a fuller life. I agree with you. I agree with you. But on that point, are there any less people crying themselves to sleep at night? Might be a good place to leave the podcast. Like, we can agree. Life is much, much better, pretty much everywhere than it was 100 years ago. Fantastic. It is just this heaven. Are we any happier? And are less people crying themselves to sleep at night? Well, I would answer that by saying that if you're living in a swamp, at some point you stop crying yourself to sleep because you live in a swamp. Mm, Do you? Yeah. Have you ever lived in a swamp? No. I did live in Crumlin for a few (laughs) years. then that's why you think that. No, no, I'm just saying... You don't, you don't stop. It doesn't matter where you are and it doesn't matter if you started life in a swamp and you were there for 10 years and you end up in a massive Manhattan apartment, you are still crying yourself to sleep at night and that bit's not going to fucking change. Yeah, so is the solution then just cancel the human race? No, I'm just saying that is that is an inevitable thing and no matter how much better And what makes people it, cry themselves to sleep less at night? Being a different person being happier yeah but being a different person so I think we have to strive as a species for happiness yeah but you can't do that you can't no, I you know can't. because there's no such thing happiness is like in a way a personality trait more than a circumstance but we also have to be able to look after the people who cry themselves yes. to sleep yeah we don't do that all I'm saying is I believe in the betterment of human beings as a species oh I agree with that comes progress of mm. sorts. Yes, people I'm very careful. Look, look, I fall into that category, so I do not want to say oh, miserable people always. Be the alternative is God. No, 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 that. no, no, no. But like, I don't want to say miserable people will always be miserable. So that's the way it is. So you can't fix them. It is how it is. Because I do think that if you're going to be on this earth, you have to have decency. You have to have kindness. And my issue with capitalism, this idea that I have earned this you probably haven't earned it but even if you have whatever comforts you have in life whatever it was that got you where you were that other people didn't get there whether it was initiative, hard work, intelligence, opportunity whatever it was that you had that they didn't have if it's a fucking hard slog for other people you have to try and not be such a prick you just have to not be such a prick people who were born in the swamp and they're born crying you can build them up to a top apartment in Manhattan and everything they, they could possibly ever want and they'll still be crying mm. 
and I do believe that but I don't want that to be a cop out to say well there's no fixing them so fuck them exactly bollocks to that exactly anyway the Don we finished our Oyster Bay thank you for being on a pint with Shawnee B and the Don we might do a pint with Shawnee B and the Don every now and then just fair enough I don't know would I be free though Mind yourself. I give you total leisure. All right, you can lick it. I cry myself to sleep every night. Bye. Bye. Bye.